0: following episode of days of thunder is brought to you as part of the pwom podcast network subscribe to pwom now to enjoy other fine podcasts talking wrestling of the past the present and much much more let's start the show
1: travellers down thunder road it's us days of thunder the wcw thunder rewatch podcast that you didn't ask for but we did anyway coming to you as part of the pwom podcast network i'm your host your lieutenant upon thunder road dave ryan and i'm joined as always by my faithful co-host Lee malone lee how are you you look perplexed
0: there
2: yeah i i got a bit lost as you were doing your intro i don't know why (laughs) i was like am i
1: fucking this up and not realizing it
2: I don't know. Maybe there was a, a a glitch in the matrix somewhere along the line, and they're just, just gonna yeah. You had to look kinda, kinda like, like...
1: Oh, oh he's fucked this, and he hasn't noticed it yet. And I was like getting really <laughs> self conscious. Would I make the dismount on the the intro?
2: Not not to get ahead of ourselves, but. Just like watching this episode of Thunder, I kind of woke up in the days at one stage, yeah. kind of going, what am I doing and like for
1: those of <laughs> you who have heard the occasion like I'll put in the occasional blooper from the recording session as a cold open on this show, it is not unknown for me to come apart at the seams doing the intro, even though it's the same intro every week. And do you know what I was actually gonna ask, <laughs> have you ever thought about changing up the intro? <laughs> No, because every time I do, I fuck it up for about six weeks straight. Then when we're recording, well, do well, you we remember is, how long how
2: long it took you to get a PWOM oh, down?
1: You should, guys. Like, I, I, I posted. I think maybe one of those bloopers, but like it was every week for months. I was doing that, um, and yeah, I don't have the intro written down anywhere. It's all coming off the top of my head, which probably isn't a good idea. Um, And I don't know why I don't do that, because I do it for my other podcast. I have the intro word for word written down in case I get stuck. Ah, fuck it anyway. I suppose it's the... It's It's the Thunder way. It's the Thunder brand, (laughs) isn't it? Look, pal, how have you been these past two weeks?
2: I was... Good until I watched this fucking show oh, And fell asleep maybe. three times like, um, But maybe. no, look but Before we get into the show, I'm, I'm good it, You yeah. know, everything is kind of good And progressing along nicely Yeah Summer is over
1: Yeah, I'm good as well The, the sports are back And mm. um, Yeah, everything just feels a bit kind of like Hey, you know, not boring in the rhythm of things But just kind of like um, Yeah, just comfortable at the moment There's nothing like I, re- I mean, we 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 should say that the evening we're recording
2: this, that uh, Ireland have just announced that they are going back to kind of non COVID restrictions. Yeah,
1: pre March twenty twenty times are coming as yeah. of October twenty second. So yeah, I, I, just before Halloween. Yeah, when I when when everyone has to wear a mask. Can I just can <laughs> I just say how much I love um one of the first things to get restrictions is live music at weddings and parties. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because like jesus christ we can't be not having the crack for much longer
2: <laughs> <laughs> i saw that was it was it a was a coveny or somebody on the way into into uh government buildings this morning was like oh well we have to have parties and yeah. we have to have music
1: <laughs> yeah and it, like this is to to paint a picture of the irish government for you guys it's like repeatedly um certain restrictions have been lifted conveniently around the time that one or more ministers may make use of it. Uh, we had a lift on the restriction around so like since the start of the pandemic as in most countries I think um partners weren't allowed to go in with their spouses when they were having their baby weren't allowed to go in and visit yeah, them still not um but, uh apparently the plan is like whatever plan date it is for it to be lifted is right around the time that a certain health minister's wife is due to give birth really yeah i, yeah, I was reading that uh online and there's been a couple of similar kind of oh that's a coincidence isn't it uh, hopefully that lines up for me so yeah so. yeah fingers <laughs> crossed um but yeah other than that uh things are good i think i'm still gonna wear the mask though like uh, oh yeah absolutely i was saying this in our group chat earlier um that i was gonna wear it and like the more i think about it i'm like i haven't had so much as a runny nose in a year and a half and i'd like to keep that streak going mm-hmm. you know what i mean like uh, i think
2: like my, my uh, wife suffers with sinuses and hay fever yeah. badly during the summer yeah so like other than that, and like I get a touch of it, so it's like you have a little
1: sniffle here or there. Yeah. But
2: other than that, I haven't been properly sick in fucking since I've been wearing a mask. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, just hangovers, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder hangovers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, we got we got a few bits, a, a few um, a few bits of uh, house business to get out of the way before we um start the show this week. Uh, the first is to do a couple of teases you know we we like to uh, whet the appetite here on, on Days of Thunder even if World Championship Wrestling aren't bringing the excitement and the build
2: uh, I, I was just thinking about this it just came into my head when you're doing these teases yeah. you, sh- you should hit that uh, Rick Rude music <laughs>
1: <laughs> all you filthy internet sweathogs! yeah um, the first is to say that in the imminent future um, we're not going to say exactly when just in case you know schedules get in the way, uh, as can so often be the case uh, when a case when you're kind of working with other people, uh, pick your poison is returning. We have our first guest secured. We have a couple more uh, that we're kind of talking to uh, among our our uh, terminally online wrestling pals. Um, who we want to chat to about some good matches. So we will have... Uh, Keep an eye to our Twitter at WCW Thunderpod because we will usually tease the wrestler and give out the match list in advance of that show. So that if you want to watch the matches and then listen to our breakdown of the matches, uh, you can do so. Uh, but that is coming, like... And that's not us saying, oh, you know, six months down the line. Like, this is coming quite soon. Like, in the next couple of podcasts because i'm thinking you know if we don't get guest a we might move on to guest b and just get a a pick your poison out soon um because it's been a long time the uh second tease actually no there'll be three there'll be three show teases so the second tease is just if you haven't seen it in the days of thunder feed at the moment uh last weekend uh the latest episode of the cast and the furious came out with myself jack Lazelle, and chris damaseno of this very parish Uh, In which we discussed Fast Five, which for many people is the the best Fast and Furious movie. And because these movies now are so packed and so loaded uh, with cameos alone, uh, we've opted to go to, we had been doing two films at a time, we're going to go one film at a time now because there's just just too much to get to in these, we don't want to feel rushed. Just
2: like the franchise itself, you're gonna drag
1: every little listener. Yeah. This. Oh my god. Yeah. It'll be like a. T- it'll be like a ten-part series just on Hobbs and Shaw by the end of it, which is needed just to figure out what the hell. Anyway, um, the other. So we also have a new series that's going to be debuting, and this is thanks to our listeners. Um, if you listen to the last proper days of thunder episode and you had been paying attention to our twitter account uh you'll know that it was the time of year for uh pwom to uh, keep the lights on to pay the bills to keep our rss feed for the network going um and to you know pay for the the forums what have you so we put out a call because they were kind of like i think they were halfway to the goal when we kind of um you know late to the party is fucking always the pair of us uh, <laughs> realized you know ah oh, look let's let's uh, see what the thunder buddies can do to help um give a dig out we didn't know because we we've never asked you guys for money and like we always maintain the policy that you'll never ever have to pay for an episode of days of thunder um so we didn't we we didn't know how it would go um and we didn't want anyone to feel that they had to 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 keep us going um, so we just put out the request just saying, look, if you, if you felt like throwing a couple of pennies uh, our way and we kind of we always want to um, give you something in return as well. So we said anybody that uh, bid over for a five dollars. Yeah, it
2: was $5 and
1: above. At $5 and... If you bid over $5, um, or $5... Yeah, $5 or above and sent us a DM with proof that you donated and that Days of Thunder sent you, uh, you could name your own special for us to cover and that could be anything Uh, once it was a non-canon uh, Thunder timeline program. So it could be WCW before Thunder happened. It could be another company completely. It could have been a movie. It could have been fucking anything. Um, and... Lee, I was bowled over by the response uh, That we got uh, We had some very generous Donations and through Our well thankfully as well The network did get funded I'm not giving Us entirely the credit for it but I wouldn't Give us any I was 100% Oh uh, yeah well the two of us don't get any credit If anything it'd be the Thunder <laughs> Buddies but, it was, yeah, yeah no, but absolutely. but definitely the Thunder Buddies really helped out uh, there to to get us over the line at the end. Um, that, by the way, that donation period is over. Uh, you've missed that chance now, but it will come again. There will come another day for you to name your specials. Don't worry, because we like this idea. Having done it the once, um, but this is going to form a series that we are calling very cleverly Thunder Request Live. Yes, that's right, TRL is coming to Days of Thunder, Um, and we have confirmed five TRL specials, Um, and we're not going to, we kind of batted about between ourselves, and we decided we're not going to say what the special is going to be until it drops down into your uh, podcast feeds, but Uh, We will be shouting out whose special it is in advance and kind of before we do it, we're going to spin a wheel of fate uh, to randomize uh, which one we get on the air to make it a bit more like uh, unpredictable uh, which way we're going to go. But just to shout out the five people uh, who will be having specials and donated so generously uh, to keep the lights on at PWOM for another year. We've got Tim Emmel. At uh Ty Emil on Twitter, Steve uh at Doctor Annoyed Grunt, Travis Dykes at HXC Coney Island, uh, Webcon at Webcon sixty nine, nice, nice, and of course Aaron Quinn at Miss Aaron Quinn thank you all so much uh from the bottom of our hearts it really touched us um seeing how much you guys care about the show and the lovely notes you guys wrote uh and and tweets about you know uh how much entertainment you get out of days of thunder like really we we do read all the tweets and it's Mm -hmm. it's
2: unbelievable i i as far as i'm remembering correctly i had actually gone to bed the night you sent out the tweet initially yeah so
1: yeah you went to bed right as I put it out because I was like ah, I don't yeah. think fucking anybody's gonna do it, but look we might as well and then I woke up like I think
2: it was like particularly early like it was like this morning like a like a half hour start yeah. and you know check the phone and like there's a couple of dms and then a dm from Dave going oh my god
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were we were so we were blown away yeah.
2: honestly like
1: overjoyed thank you guys so so much um, but now, shameless pandering out of the way Lee Let's talk about some wrestling Before we get to WCW I was
2: just going to say There's one thing we haven't touched oh. on And we promised we would touch oh. on Oh, I've forgotten you, you recently changed the bio on our uh, Twitter account. Oh yeah, oh
1: Jesus Christ Yeah, alright, I haven't prepared that thing I was going to do No, no, we haven't But uh, we have to talk about it uh, Fucking uh. bit. It's all Ben Oswald I I think anyone who's (laughs) been following us And knows what we're like For any period of time Can probably tell the difference Between a Lee tweet and a Dave tweet From the (laughs) Thunder account I think it's fair to say Yeah Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'd say so
1: Like um, We're both salty But I I I, I
2: have a very particular voice When it comes to phrasing things I dole
1: out the salt Like a nicely seasoned dinner Whereas Lee just picks up a heap of rock salt And fucks it into your eyeballs When he tweets sometimes Not all the time True, true story, I may have actually done that once Yeah, I, I do not doubt you my friend um, So Lee decided he was going to tweet some thoughts uh, About Edge and Seth Rollins <laughs> That um, nearly resulted in me having to just throw my phone in the bin um you you had the temerity lead to suggest that Edge versus Seth Rollins was a cold mid-card feud and you know we only did it like you know I got accused of um like baiting for um engagement and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I think anybody also who follows us knows that that's not what we do here no like if we wanted numbers and we wanted likes we would not be covering wcw thunder my friends we would be a monday night raw podcast because that is fucking easy chum in the water much as it would be like equally harrowing for us to watch at this stage if not more so
2: listen anybody can be ryan saturday yeah
1: so like in, in... It's very rare that we'll do anything where we think, oh, th- this will be you know, a good tweet or anything like that. I think the only time we went, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we posted this was when we had just talked about it and said we were going to do the uh, the video of Jericho doing the names yeah. of the Battle Royal. Like, almost every other tweet we've done that isn't promoting the new episode of the podcast has at most about 20 seconds of thought put into it. <laughs>
2: And, and let's be honest there was fuck all put into my edge
1: tree <laughs> uh, yeah because
2: like <laughs> I, I was watching I think
1: I I think I was up watching
2: yeah. Smackdown because yeah, we were, again yeah. late uh, late Friday night yeah
1: no you were and watching you were watching um, Rampage. Rampage because it was when Christian won the, the TNA title yes yeah
2: that's what it was and I was comparing com- uh, comparing and contrasting Christian and Edge and their differing fortunes yeah. since Edge resigned and Christian left. Yeah.
1: Which That's is fair. And,
2: he, and look, it was fine until Benno re- Yeah, yeah.
1: It. Friend of the show, Benno. Maybe, friend, friend of maybe the show, Benno, from the, from, the, from, the, from the Grapple podcast. Yeah, from Grapple Spotlight. Um, and it, like, here's the thing. I, I saw, because there was a lot of people were getting their mentions jumped on by WWE fans over that weekend. And the best person I saw with a take on it was Garrett Kidney um, who said on his podcast, You've Gotta Be Kidding Me, which is an excellent podcast about the history of TNA, mm-hmm. um, he said that like people jump on you saying, like, can you not just enjoy things? Why do you have to always compare one to another and stuff like that? It's like that's the entire basis of media criticism. Like, comparing yeah. one thing against another thing. It's literally how you're taught to criticize media when you're in school. Like, it's not exactly this new thing people have come up with just to try and bury one company or the other. You're you're going to compare the two major, you know, US wrestling mm-hmm. companies against each other. But,
2: yeah. but But it's not even that. It's comparing two people that have been together their whole wrestling careers... Yeah. And just saying, God, one's in such a great position, yeah. and the other is Edge.
1: Yeah. I I kind of tweet saying <laughs> um, more people care about Edge than CM Punk, which fucking killed me. Ah, oh, listen, we look, look so so, Some of the like go into the if you can find that tweet, guys, and you really want to hurt your brains, look into the quote tweets we got on that. Like because we were in the whole like we got ratio to fuck uh, on it, but um. Yeah the The one about punk and edge was gas to me because it was like, oh yeah, that's right. The last eight years, people have been chanting edge at wrestling shows when they don't <laughs> like things. Fuck off.
2: <laughs> and then people coming in with their like kayfabe. Oh, he's won this many titles yeah. and he won the
1: Royal Rumble. Yeah.
2: It's like, mate, like come on. Yeah, that, that I'm not even talking about
1: yeah. that. And you know what? I watched that Royal Rumble, and when I saw that tweet, I was like, oh yeah, he did because I had forgotten.
2: And hey, hey, I'm gonna take a, a, a bit of a victory lap on it because what did Edge have to do? He had to come out to the fucking brood music yeah. to get a
1: reaction. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even the full brood music. Ugh. Um. Anyway, we mentioned him just there a few seconds ago. Lee, let's talk about something much more positive. Uh, the chick magnet himself, Chicago-made Charles Montgomery Punk, returned to professional wrestling the week of our last show. We were, he, I think, we signed off He's up, not.
2: He's I was just going to say, he's not Cookie Monster Punk? He's
1: Cookie Monster He's the whole rigmarole. I can't remember half the ones he had back in the day. But um, he's back seven and a half years on. And I think we signed off this show very excited about it. Um, Like, I wasn't one of the people who was up until the day of the show doubting it was going to happen. Like, from this time, it was starting to be heavily teased on television. I was like, this isn't... You know, AEW have made mistakes, a lot of mistakes, um, and, you know, I'm more than happy to rake them over the coals for, but, like, this is too big a one to make. Like, this would completely break the trust with the audience if this is anybody else. Like, people pitching the idea that it was just MJF for Heat is, like, no, that's, no, that is a complete misread of the room. And doing it in Chicago as well, mm, nope, sorry, it's definitely him. Uh, and he came back, and I think Joe Lanza called it maybe the best wrestling segment in about 25 years. Um, I, I think
2: he said it's one of the best moments in modern wrestling yeah. history.
1: And, like, everybody has praised it as being, like, a flawless segment. It's, like, even... Mm. um. I think we both talked about this much as we we're loath to ever give the man attention I did hear the clip on Twitter of Jim Cornette going yep yeah, it was fucking perfect like I had ideas about what they should do and what they did was actually better and you yeah. know no, you I'm... know how much it must take for that man to give them any credits <laughs> um, like
2: in the build up to it all like I was part of it like people were going oh is he going to come out with new music are they going to do this are they going to do yeah. that no they just opened the show did their introductions, then went
1: quiet, and Cult of Personality played. And going quiet is a very key term there because the commentators did not step on you during this. Like, they just let the segment breathe. They said a little Mm. bit when they they thought it was appropriate, but by and large, no commentary for this. And,
2: I mean, I don't want to go over the whole segment, Mm. but, God, it was just magical. And, like, I know... The guy that was on camera crying became a bit of a, fo- a focal point for WWE fans. Dude, I, and... I was
1: sitting at home with tears in my eyes, man. Like, I, I said it in our group chat. Like, as soon as I saw Punk was crying, I was like, I was gone. Like, because...
2: I, I know that like the, I was act- obviously awake for the live show, and there was plenty of us that were, and the group chat was flying. I was just, I didn't want to take part because I just wanted to take it all in. Yeah, understandable. And, I mean, I was sat at home. Like, it's three o'clock in the morning in Ireland. Yeah. You're in the same. Like I'm sat on the couch, and I was one of I was like dumbfounded, just like I can't believe it's happening. Mm-hmm. And like, and the and the only other time I can remember in modern modern wrestling thinking like that would have been Punk winning the Money in the Bank yeah. for the first time. Yeah, I I again remember where I was. I remember my reaction going, "Holy shit, he actually won!" Yeah, and then. Money
1: in the Bank 2011 yeah or like the, the closest like a thing that didn't involve punk was like Brian winning the title yeah. and Bri- and then Brian coming back mm. in things I didn't think would ever happen um, but yeah like obviously um, the boys over at Boom Goes the Dynamite have talked about this in much more length and with much more uh, expertise than, than we a humble WCW podcast to check them out but I think he's somebody that is massively influential on in our fandom like he, his rise started around the time both of us would have been discovering independent wrestling. Um, he like, he's one of those like, we have been wrestling fans his entire career, <laughs> start to finish. Yeah. We were so invested in him. His twenty eleven, like the pipe bomb and 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 what followed, not only reignited my passion for wrestling but also is the last thing i can remember bringing friends of mine back to wrestling that had Mm -hmm. gone at the end of the attitude era um i was saying this to you off the air like uh like 2008 through 2010 like is the closest i've come to just like walking away from being a wrestling fan or it's just like i was just not feeling the product at all and was it not for him even before um the pipe bomb like when he was doing straight edge society or you know uh the summer he was injured and he just spent it on commentary uh and he was the best thing on the show as a commentator. Um he was the single thing. I was like, well I want to tune in and see what Punk's doing this week, you know? Um so like this show probably wouldn't exist without him. Yeah. We probably wouldn't know each other because I certainly would have checked out. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Um i don't know if i would have fully checked out like i've always said this wrestling is something i've
2: always watched it's something i always will watch i might not always have full attention on a lot of stuff like even right now like at the moment i'm basically watching wcw AEW, and little bits of wwe when it's on or on my play or whatever But, like, other than that, I'm not watching much Japanese wrestling right now. I'm not watching much Independence right now. And that's just because uh, it's just not grabbing me at the moment. But, Mm. again, CM Punk, like, you want to talk about grabbing it? Yeah, he is absolutely someone. Like, again, I remember when he was signed to WWE. I remember the whole, I wasn't watching it at the time, but being up on the whole, the original Summer of Punk in 2005, and what a compelling storyline it was throughout ROH mm-hmm. and then Punk coming to WWE and just waiting for the debut and waiting and waiting and people talking about it and yeah. how he's going to come up and he's going to be part of the new DX and he's going to be this and he's going to be that and like he has been one of the main uh, yeah it's that it's like he's he's that attraction point mm-hmm. and that's the best way I can say he keeps yeah. you invested and like you said, he's brought back fans. In two appearances, yeah. he has brought back I don't want to I don't I can't fathom how many people, but like we've seen engagement on Twitter is up. Just anytime yeah. you mention punk, people are yeah. interested.
1: Mm-hmm. And sure.
2: he hasn't even had a match yet.
1: Yeah. He hasn't even been physical yet. Yeah. Hasn't hit a move. Like, hasn't thrown a punch.
2: Like, do you think when he hits a go to sleep? Is that gonna be like a big Twitter moment? You fucking yeah. for Some, sure
1: it is. Something our pal Zig pointed out as well is like, what about when for the first time in sixteen years he hits a Pepsi plunge? Yeah. Like, you know, there's a certain segment, like not everybody in the crowd is gonna know what it is, but like if there's one crowd in the business that knows what it is, it's the AEW crowd. And it's funny you should
2: say that because I was watching something there was some video about punk and like that he did the Pepsi plunge and Connor asked me what it was and I was like God oh, that's the Pepsi plunge, I said that was one of his ROH moves, I said yeah. but obviously he didn't do it in WWE, and he's like God oh, yeah. that's cool, and it's like it's one of those things where yeah if he does get around to doing it, yeah. can he do it are, are his knees capable of taking it, <laughs> yeah, but we shall find out I guess but yeah God I I mean there's so much anticipation just mm-hmm. for the
1: match at um, yeah. Hollow. Uh, one thing I want to plug as well because it's something I'll be watching keenly You know, we've just talked about how there's like a paucity of enjoyable wrestling on at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, and something I'm very excited for is the return of Beyond Wrestling's Uncharted Territory on October 7th, I'm even currently wearing my Beyond shirt right now Um, I'm a huge fan of Beyond Wrestling as you know yourself Lee, I have been advocating for them for a few years Mm -hmm. now um it's been like it's it's become such an incubator of talent in that part of america like it's become very much for me what like pwg was for a long time where there's people like i'm seeing for the first time or maybe seeing in a new context on uh beyond shows where i'm like oh holy shit, this is one of my favorite dudes now and then like months later they end up getting signed somewhere and they they turn out to be awesome
2: I I I don't. I'm not putting down GCW when I say this, but like people talk about GCW as the best independent. Amer- They're not. It's beyond yeah. beyond is it, where people go to.
1: to... GCW probably still has the most like buzz. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Um, it is known as the Super Indie now, basically. But beyond is where you get great wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it, I, it's incredible. Like Uncharted Territory season one and season two. Unfortunately, because of the events of last summer, um many matches are now unwatchable mm-hmm. um because there was a certain person who was like a key figure actually a certain couple of people yeah, there was a couple, were key yeah. figures on that show um but it was a show that was always guaranteed in the t- hour and a half two hours every week a at least one guaranteed mm-hmm. banger of a match um and that's what I loved about it um and I'm definitely going to be staying tuned to it and i might even throw a few match wrecks as i see them on here
2: and it will be interesting to see who from like AEW or roh or impact shows up Mm. and there's definitely some
1: sort of like you know there's a pipeline there there definitely is a pipe there is yeah like there was right around the time dynamite started there was like a few weeks there where it was like oh butcher and blade are here oh the Beaver Boys are here. Orange Cassidy oh, was on. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. You know, like um yeah, very much like it felt like I was watching Uncharted Territory sometimes. But uh yeah, that's back October seventh, so I couldn't be more hyped and I know my man Chris Damaseno was very happy about that as well. <laughs> anyway, look, we've stalled long enough, Lee. Let's get into this incredibly boring and tedious <laughs> episode of WCW Thunder. <laughs> Thunder episode forty sixth. Uh one thing we forgot. What? Beers of Thunder. Oh, yeah, I don't have one this week. Neither do we. I. I'm, I'm, I'm really slacking. We fucked it. <laughs> well, to be Absolutely fair, I have it. an excuse. I'm awake since half-four this morning, and it is yeah. now quarter past ten at night. <laughs> my, my, my excuse is that I, what, like, I I sent you a picture when I was yeah. standing at my train platform coming home from work, and that was about 45 minutes before we hit record. <laughs> so like the fact that I even made it here yeah, is no, a, uh, be... a
2: minor miracle we will make up for on future episodes with our outlandish drinking and recording absolutely absolutely (laughs) battered watching sold out
1: Um, we'll get we'll get Johnny back in the same room as the two of us and we'll all just get laddered
2: and talk about stuff (laughs) oh
1: man oh halcyon days So, Thunder episode 46, uh, broadcast date 14th of January, 1999, coming from Richmond, Virginia. That's right, Richmond, Virginia, because this is the second half of a double shot. No, you'd never tell looking at the lineup. Oh my god, so, like, everybody knows who's listened to one of these shows before that this is is a fucking slog to get through. You're not going to be getting many of our, our pitches that we do sometimes where we're like, look, watch it for this one match. This isn't one of those shows, folks. This is a show that existed because they had to put a show on in this time slot that week. We wouldn't normally do this, but I'm going to run down the matches on this show. Oh. Because... Fucking... I, I hope everybody at home is firmly on the edge of their seats. So, there's seven
2: matches on this show. And there's not a... Fucking seven. Not a good one amongst them. No. <laughs> Even if it sounds like a good match Trust us It's not Uh, Yeah (laughs) Right so First match Scott Putski versus Bam Bam Bigelow Match 2 Norman Smiley And Prince Ikea I'm pretty sure we saw that match Like what Two weeks ago On the previous taped thunder I I don't think I've ever not seen that match Um, Chris Jericho versus Van Hammer Who for some reason Is still around (sighs) Match 4 This one This is the one that broke me We have a reunion of The Faces of Fear Meng and Barbarian With Jimmy Hart Like it's 1997 again Taking on Mike Enos And Bobby Duncan Jr Oh Match 5 Rat Remember him? Remember he was unbeaten? Yeah. Yeah Remember he was getting a push? Uh huh Uh huh Against El Dandy uh, match six, it's not getting any better. Disco Inferno taking on Super Calo. Match seven, your main event, big build up for this one. Oh yeah, based on the end of last week's Thunder, we got a bit of continuity here. It's Kurt Henning, Barry Windham taking on the Horseman team of Chris Benoit
1: and Mongo McMichael How can you not be hyped? Oh, man, look, that main event in any arena in the country. Right, we just get into it then? No, just... done. <laughs> That's a show we talk about. We go. just do one of the specials now. <laughs> yeah. Talk about punk some more. Um, So, yeah, this is inexplicably the go-home show for Soul Day. Three days before Sold Day, this is the show yeah. we put out. Oh, pe- pe- just people talking about last week's Dynamite being bad Whoa! Oh Boy. you fucking have no idea oh, And I will say as well Even though it's months away from his appointment To the role This is the most Russo show we've seen yet In terms of complete abandonment of logic yeah. And uh, use of like insider terminology mm-hmm. And people on the show clearly being checked out like, it really, if you told me that Russo took the reins this week, I'd be like, yeah, yeah.
2: Ed, Ed Ferrara is already on the writing team.
1: Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we're apparently in the middle of a war. Uh, to- Tony, Brain, and Snay are on comms. Uh, are, they tease our main event: uh, Wyndham and Hennig versus Benoit and Mongo. They say that a taser match was announced on Monday between Scott Hall and Goldberg. Uh, for the pay-per-view so that would be so that that is a ladder match with a taser uh, hanging above the ring so it's called a taser match yeah Tanay refers to it as a stun stick numerous times yeah we hear a stun gun I think as well stun gun yeah I keep calling it the stun gun cattle prod yeah and
2: Scott Hall himself refers to it as his thunder stick yeah so they can't even get the fucking term right on what to call this yeah. thing.
1: Look, I I know commentary and presentation of wrestling gets overproduced to fuck in the like the Kevin Dunn Vince McMahon mm-hmm. uh, bubble, but sometimes brand consistency is a good thing. Yes, it, it 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 helps maintain the clarity of what you're trying to sell people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just by chopping and changing it, it feels real fucking. Real fucking half-assed, which is appropriate for for this week's programming. And as well, I'm sure you were hyped by this, Lee, in the greatest fucking troll effort directly against this podcast of all time. They also tease further action in the World Tag Team Tournament. Fake. It, in which we have seen one match that did not reach a conclusion. It's all fake. <laughs> and I wonder, would that recur tonight? Mm. Who knows. Our opening contest pits Scott Putzky versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Poor Scott Putzky, who is nominally the babyface here, booed to fucking bits as soon as
2: he came out. He got to the bottom of the ramp and you'd swear it was fucking prime Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, poor Scott. You shit,
1: though. Oh, you would swear that Scott Putzky came out on the mic and said, I've had all of your mothers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's the reception he got, or that he came out into the ring and shot a puppy. <laughs> uh, oh god! Yeah, it's... old fucking shot Pupski here.
2: We can't give him a gimmick name. No, it's.
1: A... <laughs> I don't want. We don't him... want him sticking around long exactly. enough we'll to have to use it again.
2: He's all chocolate chip.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, they mention. Uh, Norman Smiley uh, At which point Brain and Tanay Repeatedly Tried to correct Tony And say his name is Norman Smiley
2: Okay This is a bit isn't it
1: This is a bit they, Because uh, they're, I,
2: they're Doing it to piss off Shivani throughout The show Yeah It has to be just Tanay and Bobby Taking the piss
1: t- and I'll tell you what From minute one of this show Tony is having none of it Tony is in Full no nonsense mode D- Tonight Did
2: you notice that Bobby and Tanay Did not change their outfits and Tony was the only one that bothered to put on a new shirt and blazer.
1: These lads know where this company's going and they're putting in a a a commensurate effort uh for that. I, I'm gonna
2: say that Bobby Heenan and Mike Nay dragged Tony Schiavone down with them.
1: Yeah. Um they say very quickly in this match, because there's not a lot about this match we worth talking about, but they do mention on commentary that JJ Dillon was reappointed to his role on the championship committee. Uh, on Nitro by Flair, and that he signed a Hogan title defence for the pay-per-view. Oh, no, no. Not this pay-per-view. That's in three days that you want to sell. Oh, no. The next one. (sighs) Could you not have waited one week?
2: This is what they did last year as well, isn't it?
1: I think so, They
2: skipped over, sold out, and just went straight to Super Bowl with Sting Hogan.
1: Yeah. Like, I guess... Having a roadmap i oh, sorry it
2: wasn't, but like, it wasn't Sting Hogan It was Sting uh, Hall Wasn't it? Yes Because he had won World War 3 yeah.
1: yeah Um, Yeah like I guess There is a v- There are virtues In certain circumstances To knowing What the roadmap Is going to be Like obviously WrestleMania You've got that Dummy pay-per-view In between Rumble And Mania And you usually know At least one of the matches For Mania Going into that pay-per-view mm-hmm. That's fine But like this is your world champion who is not like, it's not even like he's having a tune up match or a, you know, a title defense before he gets to whoever it is at, at Super Bowl. This is like, no, I'll see y'all next month. Good luck. <laughs> Fuck a back of my flannel. Yeah.
2: That's, uh, I fucking, at times I just hate this company, honestly.
1: Yeah. Uh, he had announced the the Taser match And the Bam Bam Wrath match uh, For the pay-per-view as well That'll be a classic Yeah uh, The crowd already one match in But obviously two hours plus in To sitting there Don't give a fuck And just start chatting for Goldberg yeah. Now I will say Bam Bam being a, the pro that he is Tries to Play Kind of it, yeah. Stir into that You know Because he's got that history with Goldberg Since he showed up And help it get him heat and i think like it works a little bit I, I just don't think i don't think anyone short of goldberg himself coming out and getting involved in the match was gonna get them interested here
2: did you notice at one stage bam bam is doing the press slam motion yeah and i'm going is he threatening to press slam scott Putsky into the crowd like he's spike dudley i
1: i'd appreciate that yeah but would the richmond virginia crowd appreciate it i don't know he did shoot that puppy. Um, so I, I like... So I love um, Mike tonight. I I think he gets a terrible rap um, from like the job him and Don West had to do during some of the worst television and pay-per-views in modern history. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a very good commentator. Is, yeah. And I think he's... Um, the legitimacy and the rationalizations he attempts, even in the face of all ridiculousness that he faces, um, is admirable. And he tries his very best to talk up, um, you know, why Goldberg lost in the way he did. Because, obviously, you know, if you were to think of it, in kayfabe, Goldberg is an idiot, because why would you have a one-on-one match with a guy in the NWO and not assume that there's going to be mm-hmm. interference. You know, is it another case of a dumb baby face having no friends? Um, and even if you don't think he has no friends, you'd be like, okay, well, on nitro two weeks ago, he called out the Atlanta Falcons. Cause he not a fucking done that at Starcade. <laughs> you know? Um, so tonight tries his best with this. And I think he gets about halfway there for me. Uh, talking about Goldberg's hubris, he said, well, look, inside that game of football, yeah, it's a team sport, but, you know, when you're on the line of scrimmage, when you you have the one player that your play tells you you're to focus on. So, he's used to that. Mano-e-mano mano, tonight, said. Like, the man opposite you is all you have to focus in on. But in wrestling, oftentimes, people don't play by the rules. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go like that. You have to worry about ancillary threats. So, yeah, I thought that was good, but at the same time, then, I'm like, yeah, but football's also a team sport, and his his team were clearly on speed dial to him as well, so it kind of works, kind of doesn't, his explanation. Yeah, he he does his best in the circumstances, I think you can say. Yeah, look, you're trying to defend the indefensible, mm-hmm. you know. Um, So Bam Bam in the ring is mostly kind of just toying with his food uh in putzky. Putsky, I, I appreciate this. He finally gets a few seconds of firing up with a couple of decent looking close lines, but then he immediately eats shit. Greetings from Asbury Park and a win. And my God, this greetings from Asbury Park was like he was planting a flag firmly into the earth. Yep. He spiked this man um just a fatality.
2: And I think before just before that, just before Putsky got his little fire up, um yep. I'm pretty sure that Bam Bam shoot Larry at him. Because uh, he botched something. So Bam Bam just
1: <laughs> just literally followed him to the ropes and threw his arm in his face. Like Love, love the Bammer. Um, it did not need to be as long as it no. was, Lee. I, I know it was only five or six minutes and it feels like, you know, what do you mean it didn't need to be that long? But it was very apparent that we are killing time, baby. Well, wasn't it last week that Bam Bam had a match that went like 30 seconds? Yeah. That would have been for Scott Putsky. This is my thing. Like, and I know Scott Putzky didn't exactly have periods of dominance in this match, mm-hmm. but still, the fact that he would survive five or six minutes against this guy that's supposed to be a killer. Like, he wasn't. Are you telling me Scott Putsky's going in there and going that long with Goldberg? No. Is he fucked? All right. You know? He's not
2: even doing a rat.
1: Yeah. Next up, we have Norman Smiley versus Prince Ikea, the returning flat pack sovereign. Haven't seen him in a fucking while, Lee. Um, I, I'm pretty
2: sure we saw him recently.
1: Did we? Am I just purging him from my memory at this point? No, it's just that he's not memorable at all in no, anything he no. does. Well, look, I'll tell you what. Your prayers are going to be answered soon when the artist arrives. Um, that um, That is coming very soon, isn't it? I think so. Sooner rather than later. Um, fans in the crowd this is I I pop for this homemade Norman Smiley fan club shirts (laughs) that was pretty good Uh, and they were so like like so janky that like eventually Tony even pointed out on commentary that they had them Um, this is brilliant they they keep at Tony about Norman Smiley every time that he tries to call a, a call a move or anything like that and Brain is like no no Tony it happens to him or, or, it's no Tanae, sorry, it's Tanae, Tanae that Tanae. says it, yeah. Tanae says it happens all the time like this guy can't go into a waffle house with he would it. <laughs> what <laughs> someone
2: call Norman smiley
1: <laughs> yeah and it's Tony isn't it it's just like well they don't go in a waffle house <laughs> the exasperation
2: is getting too much for him at this stage
1: if it wasn't already apparent that we were killing time on this show The bell rings and Ikea immediately grabs a hold Jesus Christ Yep he... Like was this Was this like Ikea was backstage feeling his oats And he turned around to Smiley and he's just like We'll call this in the ring brother And then about halfway down the ramp he's like Oh that's right I'm shit
2: <laughs> Shit what do I know Headlock Oh headlock <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah Ah, oh, man Ikea is so shit He's, like...
1: He's so shit There's like one move in this match that I love And it's when uh I love Norman Smiley's scoop slam Where he puts a little extra sauce on the wind up mm-hmm. Where it looks like he, he lifts the man back To the point where an inch further back And he would fall over I'm... And then
2: Yeah slams him down I'm um, pretty sure tonight he refers to it as the Smiley slam
1: yeah, it's really good looking. Um, um did did did, also- did you
2: catch Tony's Lion? They were I don't know what um Bobby or Tanay were talking to him about and kinda of winding them up. Yeah. And Tony just pipes up with Well people shouldn't watch Thunder to get educated.
1: Ah uh, yes. <laughs> oh god. That's gonna be on the list of uh Days of Thunder t shirt ideas. <laughs> We <laughs> don't watch Thunder to get educated Tony Schiavone yep um did you catch the tidbit about uh, Norman Smiley's antics on Nitro? yes for want of a better term on Nitro now he fargo Pepe yeah I <laughs> I Lee get out of my brain I wrote word for word apparently Norman Fargo Pepe on Monday. <laughs>
2: Oh the hive mind is
1: real. He far good and but good. Um so sorry to the, the Pepe fans out there in the Thunderverse, but uh Pepe is no more. Thank folk. Um he was fed into a wood chipper. Um and just as I was recovering from that explosive, that bombshell, uh they go to an ad and come back. This was a two segment match, Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, People
2: talk about Kip Sabian in 2021. You know they haven't lived through Prince Ikea.
1: Yeah. Um, Ikea does a a comeback here towards the end of the match, and holy fuck is it sloppy. Yeah. Like, his... And I think this is the second time I've mentioned it about somebody on Thunder, because this isn't something I usually notice. Like, I like my mat work, and I like my limb selling, and I like, you know, logical stories and psychology and stuff like that. But I'm not... I wouldn't call myself a pedant about things. Mm -hmm. Like, but one thing I always notice about Ikea is how bad his footwork is and his ring positioning. Like, he's always slightly in the wrong place or always slightly off. So there's, like... There's stuff that doesn't land right. There's stuff he's in the wrong position Mm -hmm. for. He's just... Bad. He's just... (laughs) Yeah, he's just at a percentage of awkward where it just about breaks the suspension of disbelief, Mm -hmm. you know? Not so much where it becomes farcical and funny, but just enough where you're just like, it takes you out of it and you're annoyed. I'm
2: wondering, is being barefoot, like, a big hindrance to him? Like, it has to to be some kind of hindrance. Like, I know a lot of people kind of, when they they wrestle barefoot, kind of get used with, like, Matt Riddle being an example of a modern yeah. day guy that does it, um, yeah. but like yeah, it's like you say he's always like he's a bit too close to where he needs to be, or a bit too far away,
1: yeah. or a step off, or yeah, it's odd. It's really really odd. Um, Norman wins with the Norman Conquest. What a uh, that, we've said this before. What a great name. Yeah, uh, match sucked, and it's in no part due to Norman Smiley, who we like. <laughs> um. Mean Gene is on the ramp with Jimmy Hart Uh, Jimmy said he is the greatest manager in history Which got huge boos And he has managed many champions He says he took a lot of time, money and effort uh, To which Mean Gene immediately interrupted him He goes, you haven't spent a penny in your life (laughs) (laughs) Hart And he has reunited Meng and the Barbarian To be part of the first family And they're going to win the tag tournament They broke up in 1998, didn't they? They had a yes. feud. At, like, they were they broke up right around the time that we started Thunder because Barb went away for a while and then came back.
2: I was gonna say like February time, they yeah. went into like a two week feud. Then like say
1: it hasn't been look, but this way it hasn't been long enough. They're like, oh fucking hell! Like when they when he goes, I reunited them. I was like, had they not already? <laughs> like. I thought they were already no, Like if they had just shown up And not said anything I would have been like Okay yeah No so because
2: nice. Meng then got his push Then Barb came back And he got his push Then Meng got another yeah. push And yeah. I, I'm saying push These were like Three
1: we've yeah. got most And Meng and Giant Pushed each other around In the greatest match I ever saw oh, in my life God, On yeah. Nitro <laughs> um, But yeah
2: Now they're reunited And ready to take over yeah. Tag team wrestling In WCW
0: do you know what would be a
1: great stip that I'm surprised didn't happen in the Russo era? You know, we got first blood matches. Yes.
0: First bump.
1: Meng and another stiff that doesn't want to do, like, anything for his opponent. Which one of them has to take a bump first? Just have them stiff each other nonstop. Kiryoshi Tenzan. Yeah. Oh. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. First bump match. You've heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Don't give them ideas, for fuck's sake. We get a flashback to the infamous meeting we were being told about between Flair and Bischoff in Flair's office. Oh, God, you want to talk about half ass shit? So Eric is the president of WCW now, and they're in the office, and it is so very clearly... Bischoff's exact office Just with Ric Flair's robe Hung up off a door mm-hmm. It's pathetic like, You couldn't have just put up like An oil painting of Rick shirtless Or something like Something that Ric Flair Would absolutely pic- have
2: A picture of Ric Flair Winning the world title
1: For the first time Yeah like a superfluous line Of dancing girls Behind him You know like something That, that reeks of The Ric Flair Character David Crockett just standing In the corner Holding a microphone <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't have done any of this like oh it would have been incredible if like you know i was trying to think about what they could do and i was just like um anything anything is good? what they could have done no it wouldn't have been a good like because obviously like part of it is supposed to be a funny skit and like part of it be really funny if they they did like a real subtle uh gag that Aaron was his secretary if like the thing the, the thing buzzes like Mr. Flair It's your 11 o'clock And it's clearly Aaron's voice And they just don't Draw attention to it And just move on It would have been great F- Flair um, Flair
2: has the smithers To uh, Or sorry Aaron yeah. has the smithers To Flair's Borns.
1: Yeah. I would have loved it I would have loved it um, Flair reveals that He is being demoted From commentary Due to his bad perzi- uh, His bad performance Review from Tony uh, And he's now Going to be Ring crew Going to Knoxville And he's furious And the only person who was more furious than Eric as he hopped into the truck to Knoxville was me because you missed, speaking of skits you could have done, a million dollar payoff if he opened the truck door and it was Ralphus. Yep,
2: that was exactly my thought.
1: Yeah, like, oh my god, if that door swung open and he got a, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I, ah, uh, no. It, I would have lost my life.
2: It should have just been Ralphus driving and just nothing said.
1: Yeah, yeah, with the belly top. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the Jericho-holic ninja is just sitting quietly in the cab as well. So many missed opportunities. Um, then we get to the arena and Bischoff is struggling to put the ring together while being yelled at. And you can tell that the dude uh, in charge of ring crew is absolutely loving mm-hmm. hamming it up and yelling at the boss. Um, i got to say, though, between the camera angles and how awkward and stilted everybody was on camera... I I am willing to declare this the new Most Trailer Park Boys segment In the history of Thunder (laughs) Fuck me Eric Bischoff is full Ricky In this segment Uh, I I just couldn't get over it Um, And then there's kind of You see him hiding a wrench um, You see him with his own wrench
2: Yeah he carries a wrench around for some reason
1: Yeah and then flash forward To later in the night where Uh Kevin Nash takes a very similar looking wrench out from underneath the ring in order to uh, get it used on the giant to beat him and become the giant. Um, so, I have a problem with this. They make a big deal of, oh, that's Bischoff's wrench. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, but he would have just found another wrench if he didn't find that wrench.
1: Yeah, like there isn't any number of cockamamie fucking weapons under your average ring in wrestling. Um. Yeah, bollocks Um, I meant to say Is this the end of the giant? Is the giant no more? Well he's certainly not the giant of the NWO now Uh, I don't know, I will have a look Because he debuts on The 14th of February Yeah, the St. Valentine's Uh Day Massacre Uh, Yeah, so this might be it for him It's like Maybe he's got a Saturday night Left in him, I don't know But it certainly feels like the season finale of My giant
2: (laughs) It's the end of the big show Show here on Days of Thunder
1: oh, Tell you what I'm surprised that nobody I won't tell you what the specials are But that nobody made us watch something like that Or Thunder in Don't Paradise Don't give them
2: ideas
1: yeah, People are going to <laughs> write memos in their phones for next year <laughs> Fuck Right uh, Jericho and Ralfos are out next Jericho says he's feeling generous enough to let everyone applaud him Love that line, Great line. Uh, he calls Saturn a wolf. Oh, this is and this is where one of the Russo things really. I'm just like, fuck me. How is he not already in the job? He calls Saturn a wolf in sheep's clothing, and after Sunday, he'll be a bald man in women's clothing. I was like, no, it's that much, Dave. Uh, yeah, he said he suspects Saturn will have to retire after wearing a dress because, among other things, I did appreciate the line where he said he doesn't have the legs for it. <laughs> That's a great line. Mm-hmm.
2: And Jericho, like, subtly saying, he does indeed have the legs for Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, the match is Jericho versus Van Hammer. Oh boy. Um, So Van Hammer comes out and he tries to give a life lesson about what too much partying will do to you, but then, lol, he forgets what he's going to say because he's a stoner. Ha, 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 ha. Um, Piece of shit. Um, (laughs) I was already so mad at this show When he did that Um, Brain is talking about how He's like a bald man With a beard and a dress Sounds like my wife's family reunion Yep (laughs) It's real boring for a minute As Jericho works over this big immobile goof Saturn comes ambling out to watch the match. Jericho blows him a kiss. Van Hammer nearly loses Jericho to his doom off a superplex. That was a scary moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Hammer starts hitting big moves until Jericho just ducks an Inziguri and taps him with the lion tamer. What a fucking geek.
2: <laughs> you make it sound so shit that he just ducks an enziguri and goes yeah. straight into the lion hammer, but that's yeah. exactly what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not... Underplaying it for comedy, like it was dog shit. Uh, an absolute piss poor performance. It, it, it was piss, yeah. is what it was. Pish, as our Scottish friends would say. That one's for you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> He's all cut up now, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he'll be hearing this soon. Um, um, yeah, no, just this fucking, this sucked.
2: Like, Church Jericho's yeah. in the ring. Why is this so bad? Yeah. Ah. Oh
1: talking about people who aren't long for the thunder world like we only have so much more jericho left and this is how they're going to spend it anyway uh goldberg moody backstage promo for monday he says everyone makes mistakes the people who rise above correct them he made the mistake of thinking nash was in uh, his match with nash was a fair contest it's the people who prosper learn from their mistakes he earned his education he earned his doctorate and it will never happen again a lot of big edits in this promo, Lee, because uh, Goldberg repeated himself quite a lot here. Even in the edits, he repeated himself quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, he says Hogan knew the first time they locked eyes what was going to happen. Uh, Nash doesn't impress him. Scott is a loser, but he is disappointed in Luger. Mm. I don't know about you, Lee, but you know when you were getting the like getting in trouble in school, uh, whatever about when they yelled at you, being told they were disappointed, you just cut that bit deeper, didn't it? that's the one you didn't want. That's the one you didn't want. Um right up there with like when you're when you're when your parents or your grandparents use your middle name when they're calling you, that's when you oh you fucking oh Jesus. Are are, 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 you, are the only one loose. is I'm not disappointed, you've let yourself down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gutting. Um on Sunday, school is in, don't be late. Scott is in next, in fact he is first, don't be late. Uh, I felt like the promo started off well, it did. like a quiet, non-shouty thing. But yeah, repeating himself quite like they let him go on way too long, even with the edits. I
2: think he says "doctor"
1: four times.
2: Yeah. Um, like calling Hall a loser It's just like it's
1: fucking fourth-grade yeah. shit. Like it's it's like he came in with two solid points, and it just fucking ran away from him mm-hmm. about thirty seconds in, and they just kept the camera rolling. The poor fucker.
2: And Um, you know what? Fair play to him because he's setting up a match with Hogan. He's setting up a match with Nash. He's setting up a match with Hall, and he's setting up a match with Luger.
1: You know, in cafe, but now he certainly is learning. Yeah, you know, Uh, setting out a path for his return uh, to the top. Which none of it
0: happens.
1: Speaking (laughs) of the very top of the industry, Lee, the next match is Meng and Barb versus Bobby Duncan Jr. and That's right, it's Mike Enos. He's back. Lee, what did we do in a past life to deserve this match? We have blonde Bradshaw. Yeah. And mini Papa Pump. Yeah. As a tag team. Yeah. Uh, simple black gear on a stripped down Enos this week. Um a stripped down Enos. A stripped down Enos. Very simple, plain Enos. Looked recently shaved as well. Um... The lads allude to the Hells Angels backing the NWO on Monday. If only you could all see the face Lee is making now on the camera. Um, And I was thinking about this, like the, so the Hells Angels backing the NWO and then they talk about how like the Atlanta Falcons were, you know, had recently backed Goldberg. And like, if you're telling me that there's a parallel universe where this leads to like a West Side Story style angle between Hogan and Goldberg, I'm here. I'm I want that. I would pay thirty dollars for pay per view. Boom, give me that. Um, I an early moment in this match. This match was dog shit. Shocker, but there was a couple of things I really loved in it. There's one point very early on where Enos Stiffs Barb he throws a chop that clatters off Barb and he immediately backs up. He, like, he regrets it straight away and I don't think that was a work at all. I think I was like, oh fuck, I'm getting a receipt.
2: You think he was a scared He was
1: a scared Yeah. yeah. Um, holy shit, Lee. I, we've said it before, we've alluded to it before. Bobby Duncan Jr. sucks so bad. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! What is it about tall, muscly, blonde men in this fucking company? Van Hammer, <laughs> Hogan, oh Bobby God. Duncan Jr. They're all shit.
1: There's a point where he gets—I I can't remember which one of them it is. I, oh, it, it's Meng. So he gets Meng into the corner, and he goes through these corner punches. And I swear to Godly, these are some of the worst worked punches I've ever He's seen. He's terrified in my life. of hitting them. Yeah, and and he should be. The only thing worse <laughs> the only thing worse than stiffing Meng is making your offense look shit against mm-hmm. Meng because Meng gets annoyed and stiffs the shit out of him. I'm pretty sure then- Meng
2: does a shoot atomic drop on
1: him. Yeah, yeah. And I came up out of my chair because Meng did a sunset flip then. Yeah. Oh, I was like, "What?" Uh I also noticed Jimmy Hart's face is a fear jacket is awesome. Yes. It's like one of my favorite Jimmy Hart jackets. Like, there's a man who knows like loud clothing, and this is one of my favorite ones. Um, it's really cool. Um, Enos comes in to break up a double team, but he shrivels in the presence of Meng. I hear that happens to a lot of men. Um, I kind of realized then at the, that point that, like, Jesus, they are just beating on Duncan for sport. Like they're just stiffing him left, right and centre. These two guys are just annoyed to fuck.
2: Wouldn't you be if you had to share a
1: ring with Bobby Duncan yeah. Jr. I was bored to tears I fell asleep. by this. By the way, we should mention this is part of the tag team tournament. Nah it's not it's fake. But I have a new rule for the WCW tag team tournament lately. Is it to ignore are you ready it? For it? Hopefully it's to no. ignore it. no. It is that going forward for every match that is declared as part of this tournament we must come up with new names for the teams that are in it. Oh,
2: God fucking
1: damn! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag, this tournament so far, of teams that have teamed together and teams that are just fucking just thrown together for this. So, I'll give you a couple of seconds there, Lee, to come up with uh, ideas. Uh, but the teams, just for those playing at home, the teams in this match... Are Meng and the Barbarian Formerly known as the Faces of Fear But we're about to give them new ones And Mike Enos and Bobby Duncan Jr Across the ring from them Lee do you have any ideas as to what we might Call either one of these teams
2: Okay Meng and Barbarian I have one already Right I'm going to go with the SAS Okay Stiff as shit
1: Oh I like that I like that
2: Um, And
1: and what about the other illustrious competitors? <sighs> Fuck.
2: Enos and Duncan. Where can he even go with this? I mean
1: Okay, well I will I give you my ones.
2: Actually, here's one for you. Okay, go. Saturday Night Fever.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. My ones are I couldn't get past the first one. I, I'm I'm a lover of kind of straight to the point, blunt, dumb jokes. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get past, I couldn't top giving Meng and Barb the tag team name of Tough Fucks. Yeah, it works. It's so just a pair yeah, of Tough yeah. Fucks. Like. Very <laughs> similar you know I mean?
2: to the one I just suggested.
1: Yeah, yeah. And for the other team, I came up with two possible ones. Bobinus. So Bobinus. Or Young Dumb and Bobby Duncombe. So, whichever one you want to go with.
2: <laughs> can, can you just repeat that second one, there?
1: I can, of course, yeah. It's a Young, Dumb and Bobby Duncombe. <laughs> well, what's wrong? It's a perfectly normal tag team name. Yeah. Main event in Annie Arena. Yeah.
2: I, I can see that on the... Uh... And the billboard outside, yeah, you
1: certainly can. Just before the buildings shut down, <laughs> raided. I mean, could you you could see that you you if you walked up to an arena and you're like, "What will I do for my evening entertainment tonight?" and you saw on the marquee that it was Young Dum and Bobby Duncombe versus the Tough Fox,
2: and a picture of a balding twenty two year old Bobby Duncombe <laughs> or whatever age he is at this stage. Oh, my God.
1: Anyway, uh, Meng absolutely creased Bobby Duncan with a pile driver towards the end of this match, like, folded him up like an accordion, and pretty much as soon as that happens, a flood of NWO emerge. They go into the ring, attack everybody, the bell rings, they stun gun Meng and Bobby, Hogan... uh, comes out and he has now added a gigantic Hollywood Hogan leather jacket to his Jinko's look from last week he's also switched out the embarrassing hat for the usual black bandana Um, and they talk about they're bragging about Nash beating the giant when the penny dropped they immediately gave away the finish yes, to a match that hasn't happened yet yeah. to the people in this building I was like because they said it and I was like god why it? Everybody looks so confused And a little bit bummed out I was like Oh It's because This match is still like Three or four days away As far as people in the building Are concerned Another very like Russo-esque Just abandonment Of mm-hmm. Chronology Or logic Or anything like that Fucking hell
2: Morons Absolute Fucking Morons
1: Yeah Um. Our next match Absolute Matt classic Wrath versus Eldandy we sadly, after seeing their absolute peak in vignette form less than a month ago, we received the devastating news that the LWO has been disbanded uh, as a result of Ric Flair basically meeting all of Eddie's demands. <laughs> um and then we get to this match and it's just a fucking mauling. Yep. Um Dandy trying to hang on as Wrath just hurls him around. I've really like Everybody seems to say that um, Brian Clark's a nice enough guy And like he seems His his Twitter presence is pretty cool Mm -hmm. And like you know He seems real sound and stuff like that But I just really don't think He knew what this character was at all Do you know what I mean And I'm not saying like he wasn't Like the guy was never going to be Goldberg The guy like He'd probably admit himself Like he wasn't the most technical wrestler in the world Or anything like that Fuck me Like He had a connection At one stage Yeah he had a connection At one stage when they just had him Beating people But now he's like Kind of a heel And Now he's Like he doesn't have The streak anymore And Like He he doesn't In the ring I'm looking at him He's like He's walking around Kind of slow But it's not slow enough To be that methodical Mm -hmm. heel But he's also not Quick enough To be impactful With those power moves Either It's just kind of like moseying around he's
2: lost Um yeah the whole the, the rat character at the moment is I think lost is the best description it's like a cross between yeah. Adam Bomb and Brian Clark
1: and it's yeah. not quite either or yeah so he's, but you think about even how like his finish's name is the, the meltdown, meltdown yeah. which is the ref- reference to his previous character not in his in the other company one. yeah yeah How are you not calling it The Graps of Rat His finish Like How are you not doing that Like anyway, e- Even the name He also has a secondary yeah, finisher Called the Death, the death penalty. penalty
2: That's a much better name
1: Yeah uh, It's sad Like I, I'm kind of You know Again Like he's not nearly my favourite wrestler in the world But like 10 year old 11 year old Dave Was like super into Chronic mm-hmm. Because like
0: it's, When it, you're a young wrestling really explains fan explains
1: a lot You should say but yeah, like i, I, I Look, I'm not. I, I have no shame about it. Like when, um, when you were that age, you all you want are entrances, finishers, and power moves. And if if there was ever a tag team that deliver literally just that, it was Chronic. You must.
2: Eleven year old Dave must really love twenty
1: twenty one WWE. If you just love entrances, no, nope, right, he he might. He might. Thank God he's not here anymore. <coughs> Long dead. En- entrances, finishes, some like, big. Pops. There was like there was a period of time in the late nineties where like Kane was my guy. You know what I mean, and that's like because his music would play, his pyro uh, would go
2: off. He chokes- fucking choke slam
1: everyone in sight and, and fuck off. Yeah,
0: yeah, not paid by the error Yeah, absolutely.
1: But uh, yeah, so once Wrath uh, hits the meltdown on El Dandy, Bam Bam is in the ring. The two of them brawl to the back, uh, brawl around the ring. But Bama gets clotheslined to the outside... And is shocked and furious... And apparently incapable of getting back in the ring... End of segment. So... Then we we get a brief glimpse... Of fake Bill Clinton being back for no reason... Then we get a flashback... Another flashback to Nitro... With the Hells Angels guarding Hogan out... uh, Which actually is a pretty cool visual... Mm -hmm. Of like Heel Hogan with the belt coming out... With being flanked by the Hells Angels... Feels like that's something you could have done for the first time on a pay-per-view instead. Anyway, uh, Steiner on the mic calling DDP white trash, so it's appropriate that he's a people's champion because the people are trash, la-la-la. Um, he said he's going to show Kimberly a good time. Didn't mention her by name, just said his wife. Uh, later on, DDP jumps Steiner, including, I will say, so when he attacks Steiner, he throws one hell of a right hand to start this brawl. Like the first, the, the slap off that right hand got me good. Um, he gets blinded um, by powder, diamond cutters, Vincent by accident, Steiner uses a chair on him and then the recliner, then more nitro because we are just padding this fucking mm-hmm. show out at this stage. Uh, It shows Disco helping slip uh, Scott Hall the stun gun, you know, as part of this. I will say, at least that's a consistent story, uh, Disco trying to get into the NWO. Um, And it's something that, you know, we see a bit more of on this show. Um, Then we get a very, like... If the result of the match wasn't indicator enough that Giant was on his way out of here, this lethargic promo where I thought he was going uh, like I certainly nearly fell asleep but I thought he was going to fall asleep while delivering it uh, followed by the victory that we, we talked about earlier for Nash and that, that giant off um then we get Lex beating Ray and Conan making the save but then being attacked um Seems like an absolute like that would have been a pain of a three hour show for us to recap. Lee, it just seemed like there was a million things going on all the time.
2: Yeah, it looked
1: like a really bad nitro. Yeah, um, next up we have Disco versus Super Kalo. Uh, always a good sign that in the match before the main event, I type, Jesus, how is this show still going? Mm-hmm. Uh, Disco jumps him at the bell, WCW. Uh and then they mentioned something very all early on Lee and I was stunned. How is this the first time anyone on Thunder has mentioned Super colos association with apparently the biggest rap group in Mexico? Because it's WCW? Yeah, like that's like the first. Ah you, anyway. You
2: you would think uh he would get a push based on this and you know, appeal to that Hispanic market.
1: You would think. You would think.
2: Um, I mean Sean uh, what's his name Ryan Satin's beard barber would have been talking about Super <laughs> Uh
1: Calo is out for a breather early on Disco throws him straight back out uh, I will say good aggression from Disco early doors like you could actually absolutely tell a story that now that he thinks he's a little bit in with the NWO he's, he's feeling a bit braver mm-hmm. and he feels like he wants to prove himself um, Scott Hall and the stun gun arrive within a minute or two uh bobby gets a very delayed phone call to warn him he's like as scott hall you can already hear the crowd reacting to scott hall coming out and was like i'm getting a phone call i'm getting a phone call and it's you know it's 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 from somebody in my employ because he's saying to tell, he's like i got people doing work for me and stuff like that <laughs> i was like oh it's just to tell me that scott hall is coming out with a stun gun it's like scott's already in the ring by that point anyway um Eventually, Scott got his chance. He stuns Callow. Chartbuster win. And, like, even though people aren't that invested in Calo, I think there's been so many, between these two shows that are being taped, there have been so many NWO run-ins that they're just pissed yeah. at this point. Um, And I would be too. You know, it's just so tedious, even over these two shows. Uh, I can only imagine what it would be like in person hall says the wolf pack doesn't forget and hall and nash want to chat with disco in the back uh i and i do love disco where um hall is like oh uh, help me get callow out of the ring and disco's like no no this is important man <laughs> he runs back for his little meat and then in our latest tinge of insider shite he goes to address goldberg and says that on sunday they're going to be wrestling in an in a gimmick match no, He says gonna...
2: Goldberg might have won 174 wrestling
1: matches And she's yeah. like Oh god Come on You're running yeah. down Your own fucking company here like. Yeah And then he explains They're gonna hang his thunder gun Above the ring Anything goes Fuck off um, Main event time It's the Horseman Versus the dorks Um, What was This Hennig and Wyndham Dub music No idea on the network, it was abysmal. Abysmal. Ooh. Like, it wasn't even an attempt to make something that sounded real. It wasn't rapper's crap. That's what one thing I'll fucking tell you. It certainly wasn't. Uh, Benoit and Hennig lock up to start, giving us a 10-second tease that a wrestling match might break out on this show. Uh, fairly by the numbers at first, I will say, though, Benoit's hot tag was excellent. Benoit House of Fire is just so eminently watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mongo took a rough flip over the top to the outside as well in here Henny comes in with the chair attacks everybody but flair emerges from the back to make the save including this is weird like he gets low blowed completely no sells it and then gets low blowed again from wyndham it's like it's like they didn't know when the low blow was supposed to come or which one of them was yeah. supposed to do it and flair was just like no i'm not going down for that and then took the second one then David Flair comes out To shield his dad From chair shots But he gets caught uh, We get cut off Just as he is being held up And uh, Hennig is about to Take his head off With a steel chair uh, And that's the end of the show What do you think of the main event mate? It, it was shit It happened At least it, it, Look, <laughs> look it was At least, least I had like, the Benoit bit um, Look had the Benoit bit
2: It was only like 5 minutes I want to say They built to the pay per view But did they? I mean everything just feels cold
1: mm-hmm, yeah, it really does um, I suppose that leads on to your overall thoughts on the show mate and your winners and losers.
2: my overall thought on the show is it was
1: absolutely just filler there yeah. was it wasn't it wasn't the most objectionable thunder we've had I think the was it the live one last week was actually a worse show because it felt like they were trying and very bad at it yeah whereas this week it's like from minute one i they had effectively communicated they weren't going to put in any effort so i didn't invest anything yeah I, I can look at it that way but
2: i can also look at it going like this was a two-hour slot on tbs on a fucking thursday evening at prime time and this is the yeah. shit they put out yeah yeah i mean
1: completely understandable
2: it's not a good show. Um, there's not one good match. Even the pairings don't make any sense if you logically
1: look at the pairings they put together. Like how? Oh, well, that'd be more looking at the pairings they put together than they did.
2: Well, that's what I mean. Like, how could any Booker look at this
1: and go, "Oh yeah, Rat and El Dandy, that's a good matchup"? How could any How could any Booker look at this and go, "Yes"? Uh, it definitely will sell the credibility of our tag tournament if half our tag teams just got made up for the tournament
2: and none of the matches have clean finishes or finishes at all
1: and one of the teams that are in tonight's one were a team that were reunited that definitely other people besides me thought had already reunited I mean
2: it's just like if you're gonna put on a show like this why not just do an hour and a half or two hours of hype for the pay-per-view instead
1: doing events a, a two hour and, and event like center. early on in 98 they were doing that where the stuff they cut back to were like really well to get put together video packages recapping feuds and stuff like, yeah
2: why not like have Shivani and Tine in a studio going right we have a couple of um new matches that were taped after Thunder last week yeah and we'll have Chris Benoit taking on Barry Windham
1: um on that weird void of space set, like they did. Do you remember the week in between, in the week before the Russo reset, mm-hmm. where they were just in studio? Yeah, do, do yeah, something like something that. Like and
0: that. Like
2: today, and Trevani run down the history of all the matches leading to out Yeah,
1: sit down interviews it's, and the like. It's better than this. Yeah. Um. If you if you can, winners and losers. I don't, like I nobody comes out with the show any better for me.
2: There there is no winner on the show if you ask me. Mm. Um, Disco, Disco looked good.
1: Yeah, even I'll give that to Disco.
2: Losers, uh, t- fucking Henning and Wyndham are going into a pay per view and they're not hot at all, as an act. The peop the people of Richmond, Virginia, as well, having to sit through fucking for this. three and a half hours of this shit. Yeah. Um,
1: Prince Ikea looks fucking awful again. Bobby Duncombe Jr. One of the worst major league professional wrestlers I've ever seen. And he's
2: about to get a major push. Yeah.
1: Well, major. He's going to be part of
2: a a push act. Yeah. So uh, it's just it's not
1: it's not a good start to the new year if you ask me. No, it's two two for two for bad shows. Uh, Our finish counter brought to you by Ludwig Borger gives us seven matches with three clean finishes three DQs one interference leading to a finish. Lee, it's that time of the month. We're going into a pay-per-view, which means you, sir, need to name that card. So this is part of our our our, our tenuous grasp on the original concept for the show <laughs> to see how much sense stuff makes. Um, now, Lee, there are eight matches on WCW Sold Out '99. Oh, sorry, this is sorry, this is '97. Ho ho! Hold on. How dare you, Google. You've sold me out. Haha, see what it is? Yeah, I see what you did there. Did, didn't even fucking mean to do that. Right, okay. I've got even worse news, Lee. There are nine matches on WCW sold out 99.
2: <sighs> okay.
1: And I will, I will say this as well. It's not necessary that you... That you predicted accurately, but there are two gimmick matches on this show okay okay so nine matches two of them are gimmicks okay so
2: we have the ladder match or the gimmick match between hall and goldberg
1: stun gun ladder match is the official title
2: sure um then we have a fargo street fight between norman smiley and pepe
1: so it is (laughs) (laughs) our travel uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I I would love it if that's what it was called, but we do have Norman Smiley and Chavo. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's two. Okay. Um
2: The Father Son Tag Match Kurt Henning and his big son Barry taking on Ric yeah. Flair and his little son David.
1: Yeah. And you want to talk about Harbinger's of a Grim Era of WCW You're about to watch David Flair wrestle. Mm-hmm. And he he match. doesn't go away from here. No, nope. so that's right. Um, at least it means we're a week closer to Crowbar, who I was enamored with for a period in in two thousand. Bam Bam and Rat. Bam uh, Bam and Rat. Yeah, for for a second I was like, does this show you know, does this match actually not make the show? Um, would be really funny.
2: Jericho and Saturn in a dress match, dress like a woman match or whatever. Yep. in the is. loser
1: must yeah. wear a dress match. That's five. Is that the
2: other gimmick match? yes okay.
1: six okay is there a tag team tournament match can I say by the way with the exception of the stun gun ladder match the longest match on this show is Norman Smiley and Chavo
2: hell yeah I
1: cannot wait to watch this show that is a 16 minute match my friend that will feel like fucking 60 yeah.
2: Um, is there a tag team tournament match
1: there is certainly um no, there is there is there is just the father-son match. That's the only tag oh, team match. Okay. <sighs> so the remaining matches are three singles matches and a fatal four way for a title. Okay, so that has to be the cruiserweights. hmm So Kidman. Yes.
2: Ray. Yes. Hoovy. Yes, psychosis.
1: Yes. Oh, logic. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll bet that one kind of slaps. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping it does. Um, um, so you got three singles matches now, buddy. Raven. Nope. Fuck's sake! I was holding my hope for that one. Um. Oh. I will say, one of these you could get from the show we just watched. Could you? Just one of them, and it was from a back a, a backflash to oh to the um, intro. DDP Steiner. Nope, that that makes sense. That is not on this show. Neither man wrestles on this show.
2: <laughs> we should say Scott Steiner's haven't quite a run as a martial arts. He hasn't wrestled since he won. No, it. he hasn't. <laughs> um, and we thought Rat was going to be the one to kill the title.
1: The best way to keep it is to not wrestle, just never defend it. Um.
2: What other matches does it flashback to? I have no idea. Okay. I'm out, I'm out of idea. Like, I could guess all night, but...
0: We tried nothing and we're all out of ideas, man.
1: Uh, so the one that you might have gotten by watching your, your Nitro cutscenes is Lex Luger versus Conan. Oh, Because, remember, he's beating down yeah. Ray and Conan comes out to make the save. And the other two... Hold on to your fucking hats as Fit Finley wrestles Van Hammer. Yeah, Fit Finley Why is he on every pay per (laughs) view? And in a match that in some ways I can't wait to see. Chris Benoit versus Mike Enos Wow. Okay. That
2: that 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 could could be a happening. That that has perked me up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's the opener we're, we're
2: right. gonna see an get stiffed
1: yeah <laughs> on that note <laughs> fucking kill the show dead there friend <laughs> oh god bet you can't wait for that right. show now <laughs> uh, anyway we're going fucking delirious here we even had a had a drop to drink so on that note we will leave you um in two weeks we will return uh for our sold out extravaganza uh until then stay safe be well
0: we'll talk to you soon bye bye thanks everyone for downloading another episode of days of thunder days of thunder is produced by lee malone and edited by myself dave ryan and available every second thursday night wherever good podcasts are sold you can follow days of thunder on twitter or instagram where we love to hear from our listeners about all things wrestling and beer we're at wcw ThunderPod on both platforms I'm at the day to Dave on Twitter and Lee is at Malone underscore 713. This has been a production of the PWOM Podcast Network. Subscribe there for a veritable feast of podcasting content from wrestling of the past like the Worldcast through the years in the International House of Combat to wrestling of the present with Boom Goes the Dynamite and Strong Style Story and something a little bit different with Gideon Guys, Yours, Mine and the Truth and Busting Balls. Subscribe now, you won't be disappointed. Thanks. I can feel the thunder that's breaking